Hello and welcome to our third episode of the Nautic Goods. Today I'm going to talk about some different subjects in this episode. And I haven't got any guests. And it's just me today. The authentic me. So this will be the last episode for this year, but we have got a special series coming up that will be about We've got a special series coming up that will be about cruising and travel over the Christmas break. So I hope you can watch that. We're going to do a couple of lives over December, between the 8th of December and the 21st when we leave the ship. So what I wanted to talk about today in this in this episode is my own journey and I wanted to give you a little bit more of an introduction to me as a person I'll start off with my childhood So I had a quite a rough upbringing. I've dealt with mental health issues during my childhood and learning difficulties. I've been very lucky, to be honest. Lucky that I had the support that I have had in that time, but. I have also been through bullying constantly since I started school, as long as I can remember. I'm not going to get into specifics, but there were certain people in my primary years of school that helped me, that defended me, that sort of stopped me from being in danger. But it turned out when I <clears throat> in my adult life that we just drifted away no longer friends and that, more acquaintances. So I got through my first few years, extra, had extra assistance with schoolwork and, and, and all that in, in probably the first five years of school. I hated sports. Anything sport-related, I hated. Anything physical, PD, I hated. Although, I do remember getting into a final, running at a, a athletics 
competition once for a school. I love the athletics carnival. That was cool. My toddler years, I used to hate going to swimming lessons. I used to be scared of the deep water. That was a fear right up until my teens. I will get into that story later on. Maybe not today so much. Coming into adult life, or actually adolescent life, going to high school, is when I found out I have ADHD. There were a few battles regarding other medical psychological issues that I do have. Very early on, they were telling me that I'm autistic. Now, being a label, and I could do a lot of things myself at that age, I learned a lot of skills just by being practical. I learned practical stuff. I'm bad with theory. So in my adolescent years, I was actually working on Saturdays as a paper boy. And that taught me a lot of life skills so to say, but the government tried to force me to go to a special school. We fought vigorously to not go there and I ended up going to normal everyday school. Just had extra support during high school. But the bullying kept going. My self-confidence went down and it's been a struggle up till this day, to be honest. Anxiety and pain just follow me a lot. But one thing I do remember from my childhood is the invisible audience. I'm not going to get into details on this, but I always thought my dream is to entertain an invisible audience. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't actually identify it it again until this last week when I was talking to a medical professional, a therapist about some things in my past. And I feel like we all have this invisible audience that we need to satisfy. 
or maybe it's some sort of something else that's invisible was in your childhood that you're not fulfilling in your adult life. Think about it. Was there anything in your childhood that you wanted to achieve, but you're just not meeting you know meeting those goals? you think about it and look at those look at what those were and spend some time just trying to find out me the meaning excuse me of the meaning of what it is that your inner child is saying Now we'll get onto that a little bit more detail shortly. But yeah, so Getting back to what I was saying, I had issues with bullying and learning difficulties right through high school. From about 12 years old, I was medicated for ADHD. And it helped a lot. That's when I started to really learn. Started passing exams. I started to get some good marks at school. But the bullying was still there. Because the behavioural issues from my younger years followed me right into high school and beyond. There were things I needed to learn about myself. I need there were practical things I needed to learn to do to actually succeed. And it's taken me longer to actually learn these things than the average person. But I'm getting there. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. one stage I changed high schools in year nine it was a fresh start felt good I was popular for about four or five weeks then the bullying started again and it was probably from my behavior of being out there a bit that started it all So I got to year 10 
and in year 10 we in Australia you get work experience the career advice said those who don't want to be here put your hand up those who are ready for the work market put your hand up I'll put my hand up I'm a practical learner. The career advisor at school helped me to get into a job as a traineeship in IT. It took a lot of work and a lot of fighting to actually get into that company. But finally, I was able to leave school. It was like getting out of jail. As one of the teachers referred to it as, it's like selling out of jail. But that was one of my happy days. So I started the traineeship. I started the course at TAFE one day a week. Six months later, my manager calls my, my mother in and she says, he's no good. He can't even sweep the floor. He's doing well at TAFE, he should go back into school. Sorry, this is tough things I'm talking about here. So we said, okay, we'll transfer traineeship. Yeah, yeah, we'll transfer traineeship, the manager said. We found out that there was no traineeship in the end, long story short. And wow, my mother was so angry at her. She had the back, they had to back pay me and they gave us a cash check and mum made sure that was the correct amount. And she said, if that check bounces, I'll be straight back there. So yeah, after that, I went to TAFE to continue my studies. I had to also fight with the TAFE system to get into a certificate for an IT. It was a bit of a fight. I'm not going to get into that. Eventually I got in, completed my certificate for. I was only 16 at the time. 16 going 17. In 2001, I did the second year, which was my diploma in IT network engineering. It was a struggle. I was only 17. Everyone was a lot older than me. They could understand the concepts a bit more than I could. And I was off my medication at that time as well, because I sort of thought I'd outgrown up, outgrown ADD. One of the teachers said to me, she said, I've, she has Parkinson's, she said to me, I've got Parkinson's and I've got to take medication every day. If you're struggling and you need your medication to be able to learn and take in theory and stuff, you need to go back on them. I told, I told the right, the relevant people at home and we decided not to do it. <laughs> 
So somehow I managed to fly through the radar at TAFE uh, with support of special ed departments and and letters from parents saying that they need to be easy on me because it's I'm not I'm not even an adult yet. I might be seventeen and I've got AUD and things are a little bit tricky for me. In the end I passed, it was great. It felt really good. But that was where the real struggle started. I was trying to get into the industry. Trying to tap the door of the IT industry. It was a struggle. It was contract after contract after contract after contract. And I only shot contracts and, they, and a lot of time I would be fired or be let go because they couldn't handle me. So I had to learn methods to survive. And one of those was when I came across call center environments. I worked for Big Pond, a teletech. They gave me some structure because it was all structured scripts that we followed, but I learned an immense amount of stuff there. I learned note taking, I learned communicating with customers, I learned troubleshooting. And after that, I moved to Optus. Both of those places I had bullying and harassment happening. Australia ignored it. Optus, I complained about it, but nothing came of it. I'd left in the end. And this is when I really hit the IT industry because of my, all those little contracts over time sort of added up to experience and I was able to start working at a not-for-profit in a school. And I was there for six years. And then I got offered a service desk role at my current employer, I'm not going to say the name, it's in the finance industry. And that led to some project work internally. And that has led me to the role I'm in now, which is fairly senior. I'm an engineer role. I mean, in an engineering role. Dealing with applications and end user experience. But over those years, I've had addictions to smoking, vaping, alcohol, gambling. They were all methods to self-meditate, medicate, sorry.
and over the last 10, 15 years, I've always been a member of a gym. But this year has been a year of change for me. Why do I say that? Well, this year, I started training with a personal trainer at the gym and getting fit. I decided I was going to quit vaping and joined a program called True Quit. On the 1st of April this year, I gave up the vape. The gambling and the alcohol, the really big addictions, they sort of dwindled out probably my early 20s. I don't know. They've, they were something I got, you just get sick of. It's just one of those things where you, you just grow out of them. I don't gamble anymore. I haven't for many years. Um, I don't drink much. I'll drink socially, very occasionally. I just can't be bothered. I'd set a point, and I haven't for about 10 years or more. Just doesn't... I think even then, it was mainly just parties and stuff I'd drink at, or when we go out, places and that. But back to this year. It's been a wild ride. I'm just thinking. So I finished the True Quick program on July 22nd. Because the whole program is you, you do trials, you quit smoking, then you have support after for a few weeks. You watch a video daily. So I graduated from that program. And I started noticing other changes I noticed. Big thing that happened to me this year was my doctor ditched me on medication. He screwed up the, he, oh, I'm not going to get into it, of a script, as well I'll say. And because of that, I had some health issues, which I won't get into either. So that led to a lot of counseling and learning cognitive behavioral therapy techniques, which have been really Good. This is all self-funded, by the way. I'm not depending on Medicare or anything like that. 
but this is all self-improvement at the same time. And it also rubs off on people around you, self-improvement. So it's not only helping myself, I'm helping other people at the same time. And then I saw my new doctor and that's when I discovered that there's something else. I've got a co, I've got a second condition, high functioning autism, which is sort of a mild version of autism. It's a gift in some way. Elon Musk has autism. And there's a few other people in the technology industry to, that have it as well, but we're creative. We're, we're different. And because I've got ADHD as well, I can hyperfocus. And that hyperfocus of what I want to do is also a gift. Just like this podcast, this is an example of, of um, of my hyperfocus to describe this. We need to go back about a year where I started my business. I didn't know what I wanted to do with the business, but this is back a year, beginning of my journey. I started, I registered a company, I registered a business called Anotic Goods, my company, Anotic Consulting, and then after all this transformation, it occurred to me, I'm creative. I need to express myself in some way to my invisible audience. And there we go. You guys are the invisible audience. And I'm still learning. I don't know 100% what this business will be actually achieving. The actual Nautic Goods business, that's this podcast, and that's going to potentially promote the other arm of the business. My plans for Nautic Consulting is production, creative works, content production, maybe a little bit of IT and just bringing some authenticity to my customers. individualism and creativeness. We go outside our comfort zone at Anotic Consulting. We leave the comfort zone like I am now. I've been in my comfort zone for 39 years before this. Time to leave it, time to get up there and 
teach and share my experience and simplify solutions for my customers. Okay, that's one little plug for Anodic Consulting there. We're just about running out of time. We're almost at 30 minutes and I've been talking. So I'm going to, I don't want to go over the 30 minute mark. So I don't want to bore you guys. And I want to make this sort of compacted as much as we can. So anyway, we haven't done the random quote of the day this this week, but I will bring it back in the next episode next year. I look forward to seeing you in our special edition of Nordic Goods Live Traveling Edition. If we don't see us then, we'll be on Facebook. Just um, one thing I will ask is that you like us on Facebook. That's just search for Nordic Goods and it will come up. Subscribe and hit the like buttons. I want to see as many people as I can that watch this podcast. It's very exciting. It's going to be some cool content coming up. If you have any questions or any topics you want me to talk about, it could be technology, it could be self-development, self-worth and self-confidence videos, please ask and I will endeavour to see what we can do. Got some exciting guests coming up as well next year. I'll get more information once we know more, once it's all confirmed. If you don't join, see us on our lives for over over the December break, um, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you for supporting us in our first few episodes and we look forward to catching up again next year all right so that's it for me we will catch up next year or in our lives on the majestic princess all right bye and hooroo